Pastor Lambo coming to you live from the South Hill Podcast Studios right here in Spokane, Washington. Yeah, how is everybody doing out there, podcast land? We have uh, a great show for you today. I was down at Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife downtown Spokane, Washington, having a couple beverages, a couple cocktails, trying to trying to figure out trying to figure out how I wanted to go about this. And I know the first thing I'm going to lead off with, and it's a it's a reoccurring theme that shows up on TV, shows up on commercials, shows up on your daily conversations, and that's just dad hate, ma- or uh, um, man hate along with it. I, I don't understand this. Why, why when we have commercials, why is it that every dad has to be a dopey dad? The, the one that really gets me. The one that really gets me is the the blinds. I, I think it's the 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 shade doctor, or I don't know, something like that. I, I don't know. The, the commercial just pisses me off in general. This dad comes home. He sits down in the chair and he goes to turn on the TV and and he's like, "The blinds they just keep going up. Why isn't the TV working?" There is no dad out there, and I and I understand that that it's supposed to show off the the you know dramatization of it and and it but it just shows the disrespect that we have for dads and i don't understand why your dads are supposed to be the head of the household your man is supposed to be the head of the household he's supposed to lead your family not just mentally not just physically not just financially not just spiritually but all of them He's supposed to lead you. He's supposed to be the guiding light that you guys are supposed to follow. That's the man's job. That's the husband's job. Yes, not every household has a husband. Okay? We can go down that rabbit hole. I think we've done that before in some episodes in the past. Go back. Listen to the shows. We've, we've, we've kind of touched on it. I can go down that rabbit hole again if you want. But... My focus today is on a post that I made on Facebook. And again, again, when you when you bring awareness, and, and I had a I had a show that I wanted to do on men's mental health, and I I just it just kind of got pushed to the back burner for for my preparedness series that I did for the survival series. Men commit suicide at a three-to-one rate compared to women. Men get mocked for sharing their feelings. Men get put down. They get pushed to the side. They don't get taken seriously. They're told to keep your, keep your chin up. It'll get better. Don't worry about it. So when you get into a situation where you just even creating a post, a bringing awareness to men, you get shot down by these women. But on the other hand, if a woman posts something on Facebook, they get 1,900 people going, oh, baby, you deserve so much better. You know, you'll get this. Hang in there. Anything you need, I'll be there. But a man posts that, they get shit on. Here's the post. 
the the pic the caption of the picture says, "Do women ever sit back and think, man? No, I'm sorry. My man sure does know a lot. Maybe I should just be quiet and listen to him." And I said, "Legit question. Women sometimes staying quiet and listening is the best thing." That's what was worded, and the hate that came across. What is this? The 1950s? Are women not supposed to have a voice? It was never about shutting women up. It was about encouraging men, empowering men to actually speak up in their relationship, to actually speak up about something they know, about women asking their opinion about something that is being handled. Men today, and this drives me up a freaking wall, men today have to ask permission to do almost anything from their wives. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to make my wife mad. Happy wife, happy life, right? So take away from yourself to build her up. I I just I don't understand this. I don't understand this. Isn't a marriage supposed to be a 50-50 thing or 100% 100% however whatever metaphor you want to use? But you've got to ask permission. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go have a beer after work. Can is it okay if I go have a beer after work with the guys? Honey, honey, the, the guys are gonna go golfing. You think maybe I could go with them? Is that can, is that something I can do, honey? Are you sure? I'll I'll do all of the chores later when I get home. I'll do it, honey. Why why is that? Why do you guys do that? Do you think that's who they fell in love with? They fell in love with this simp that just, oh my God, I'm so afraid of her. I don't want to make her mad. What happened? What happened? But this is what happened. All I did was create a post and these women didn't scare me off. I came right back at them. And I don't understand why. But then, but then I make another post later on. And it says, so I posted a picture on Friday about women allowing their husband, boyfriend to have an opinion, freedom to talk. And I'm just shocked at the hate that came across for women. It's okay to bring awareness to other women to stand up for themselves, domestic violence, outreach, relationship advice, et cetera, et cetera. But when a man does it for the same thing to empower other men, to give advice to other men, nothing but hatred. And then the mind your own business comes out. Trust me, I can take it and you won't silence me. I will continue encouraging other men to be better for themselves and their families. And I got two responses back, or I'm sorry, I got one response back and the other one was mine. That's it. That is it. So I, there, there's enough, enough, in, there's enough hate to, to post on a picture that you just, oh my God, Oh my God, why, why is he trying to empower men to, to speak for themselves? That's our job. You shouldn't do that. Don't encourage other men. Yeah, I bet you don't want me encouraging other men because you don't want to be put in your place. That's why. You don't want to have somebody go against what your, what your demands are. So when any man stands up and tries to give some advice to other men, give encouragement to other men, they're shot down. Shot down. Why is that? What are you so afraid of? I don't know. I don't know. But but this 
this pisses me off. How can you how can you tell a woman or a man? It happens in both. In a domestic violence situation, you t- it's mo- you know it's always the woman the woman going to other women, and it's just there there you can see it. You can see the the violence on them. You can see the mental abuse that's on them or the physical abuse on them and all these women are just pouring outreach pouring just to to get her to speak out just come get help you can get the help you need you can leave this man but if a man does that man gets is abused he's mentally abused nobody ever takes him seriously suicide by males three to one and that's why their mental abuse their physical abuse is not taken seriously. All I did was created a Facebook post and women lost their fucking minds. Because how dare I, I get encourage other men? That's for them to figure out on their own. That's not your business. So when you take that same aspect to a, to a female in a domestic violence situation, or do you have the same energy? Is it your business? Are you the trying to encourage her to speak out and get away from the problem? Sure seems to happen all the time. Sure seems to be the, the, the thing to do, trying to get her to get the help she needs. Why can't a man get the help that he needs to stand up and talk without getting shot down by his, by his wife, by his girlfriend, whatever? I don't, I just, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. So, ladies, if you're ever in a domestic violence situation, just go to this Facebook post and know who not to go to. Because it's mind your own business, they can figure it out on their own. That's basically what you're told. Unless you're a two-faced bitch and it doesn't apply to women, that's okay. It's only to the men. Yeah, I know. I'm making friends today. But it's the truth. That's what women don't want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth. Why would one Facebook post get so much hate, but then when it's brought up again and you're called out on your hate, crickets. Crickets. Men. Trust me when I say this. You are losing your homes. The saying has always been, happy wife, happy life, right? She always ends up leaving in the end because you're not who she wants to be with. She wants to be with that that alpha chat on the end of the block. She wants to be with with Steve in accounting who's who's got all the money and got the looks. What have you done? You've deteriorated from the man that she fell in love with, married with, to now you're just some simp to her every need you quit caring about your life and now you're only focused on her life so what does she have to look up to when it comes to you that's where most of our husbands have gone today they've gone away from being the man of the house they've gone away from being the leader of their family they've gone away from being the one that you look up to the one that you respect, the one that you idolize almost. You go to for advice. What happened to these men? 
I I don't know. I don't know. It blows my mind. And if you're one of these men, good for you. Because they are out there. This isn't every man. This isn't every family. Because they are out there. And again, not every household has a man in it. So the, the woman that's in the house or, or, I mean, and it goes the other way too. And like in my situation, uh, there is a man in the house. There's no female in the house. Dad's trying the best that he can. And yes, there are two distinct roles that should be in every house. There should be a male role. There should be a female role in every house. Cause there's just some things that I can't do. There's some areas that I fail when it comes to my daughter's. I fail because I don't understand, number one. And number two, I can't relate. And if you're a dad of girls or you're a a mother and you know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. So I I try. I try my best. But there should be a female role. That, That role should be here. And then if the female is the only adult in the house, the only parent in the house... You know, you mom, single moms, you got to, you got to fill both roles too. Somehow you've got to be there. What, what needs to happen is our, and, and we've talked about this in podcasts in the back, in the, in the past, soft men create hard times. And we have so many soft men. Good times, or I'm sorry, hard times create hard men. You have to be a warrior. Or what's the other saying? You have to be a warrior in the garden, not a gardener in a war. You have to fight for your family every day. Not in the literal literal aspect of you going out, throwing punches, shooting guns. But you have to fight for your family every day. That's why the suicide rate is 3 to 1 compared to women. And eventually I will get to that show. I've done a lot of research on it. I've got my numbers. I've got a friend who deals with... Uh, mental health and she's uh, agreed to come onto the show so that'll be great um, I'm not gonna advertise that just of yet because I don't know where it's gonna fit into the schedule but it will be done because it's something that needs to be brought up it's something that needs to be heard men need to be respected and need to be listened to when it comes to their mental health as well especially in times like that we're dealing with you know today so my Facebook post that men's mental health, men's awareness, and the hate that comes from these women who just want to hold their man down. Your role as a, as a wife should be to encourage, support, and pick up where your man fails. Not to push him down, kick him while he's down, beat him down. What's the point of being married if that's if that's what you're wanting, if that's what you're after? I don't know. Reevaluate yourselves. Or the other one, the other idea that I had. 
and this has been getting been given pushback as well and this came from tiktok i had been talking to several people i had been talking to several people about the idea the theory of with everybody leaving california and it's it's people are flooding out of california going to other states they destroyed california with their liberal voting habits, their their shitty wants and needs, and now they're going to other states to f- corrupt them as well. My idea was if we could if we could get people from dominant blue states, Washington, Oregon, Illinois, you know, whatever else out there, if we could get enough people to move at once to California, we can turn California red. It's not so much hate that's coming back from that. And, and, and another guy had that I had talked to had kind of expressed the same thing on, a, on one of his posts. And they were like, we can't leave. This is my state. You know, blah, blah, blah. Which, which is fine. Yes, this is your state. Well, let's just use Washington State because it's where both of us are from. We can sit here and fight and worry about our, you know, how many ever electoral votes that we have. I think it's seven. But in the grand scheme of things, when you have California holding the weight that it has, in the bigger picture, the grand scheme of things, getting enough people to move from these blue states and make California red, when it comes to election time, we now hold a lot of power. Conservatives, Republicans hold a lot of power if we could turn California red. And that was it. That was just the big picture. It's a theory. Can it happen? It could if you had enough businesses that were upstarting, creating new job opportunities. California has a lot of repair that needs to be done. It would have to be done quick. Otherwise the businesses that do move in there get killed off right away. It would have to be a sweeping government takeover, almost get the, get the state red and then start over from square one. I don't know how they're not bankrupt as it is. I mean, that's how God awful California is. California is a beautiful uh, state. They might slide off in the ocean one of these days, but I don't think we'll be alive for that. But but we'll just call it hate, the hate coming back. We need to sit here and we need to fight for our state. We need to do what it takes to get this state red. And let's just use Washington State again. We can. We can. And, and, and it is something that is possible. Hopefully with Jay Dimsley and how god-awful he is, a lot of these people who just voted for him because he just offered us a bunch of free shit, they'll change their minds and vote for somebody else. Hopefully that's what happens. Hopefully we get a bunch of new voters that are in the state that don't want the same liberal policies, the same corruption that's in this state, and they want to have something new. Washington could be one of the greatest states in this union. Washington has a lot going for them if the right people were in charge. 
I have not announced my candidacy for governor yet. We've got a little bit of time. Nor am I going to say I'm not thinking about it. We'll just leave it at that. But you get the right people in charge. And we can turn this state red and we can be one of the powerful the, the powerful states in this union. So that's on there. But in, back back to the post, it was just an idea of the bigger picture. It's not that we want to leave Washington, let's say. It's not that we want to leave Washington just to run away. It's with a plan. It's with a purpose. It's with the idea that if we can get enough of us to move to California, turn California red, we hold a lot of power when it comes to the election. That's all that it was. It was just an idea. It's not that we're running away. It's we're running to. It's not that we, not that liberals didn't, didn't buy into everything that Shoeless Joe, Crazy Joe, Sleepy Joe, Pedophile Joe, he was, he was putting out there that he had all these grand ideas. It was they were running away from President Trump. They, they weren't in, excited about Joe Biden. They were just running away from him. From President Trump because he made some mean tweets. Now look at where we're at a year later. How how'd that work out for you? Your voting didn't age well. That's for damn sure. Hoy yoy. But those two things we got covered. Facebook post, mental, uh, men's mental health, and then the the uh, TikTok idea of moving moving to California. Still a good idea. Of course it is. It's my idea. But in the end, that just it just makes a lot of sense for the big picture. So hopefully that clears, clears things up. I know uh, if we did go to California, we wouldn't be in the same town as Dry Fly. Distilleries, downtown Spokane, get down there. They got a brand new menu. Get your whiskey, bourbon, vodka, those canned cocktails. They are ready to go out the door right now. Get in there, get yourself ordered. Say hello to Terry and the staff. Order off that new menu. Randy Arts is down there cooking up some good food. Hopefully we'll be down there this weekend. Saturday is the plan. So I'm excited to get down there and eat. Um, dry fly distillers downtown Spokane. What else has been going on today? The NASA bill. I don't know if you've heard about that, of what the Democrats tried doing with the, the NASA bill. NASA bill is HR 5746 and Democrats took a bill that had passed the Senate, passed the house and it was a bipartisan bill expanding the use of underutilized property and then resell it to the private sector. That way NASA, or lease it, I guess, NASA could then have money coming into their program, so that way the taxpayers weren't funding everything. The underutilized land could then be used by the private sector, and it was a win-win for everybody. So the Democrats, because they're honest people, right? The Democrats, Democratic leaders, God, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit, Democratic leadership, 
took this bill and gutted it. Gutted it to where it was nothing. The NASA bill then became the voters' rights bill, election reform bill. They left the name of NASA, though, because that's what everybody remembered. Oh, it's just the NASA bill. We already talked about this. I think Democrats were trying to pull one over, pull the wool over somebody's eyes, trying to get a bill passed. And this is, you know, there was nothing much in this bill. There, I mean, it was, it wasn't much. Voters' rights, election reform, you know, potentially eliminate the filibuster. Just, just stuff, you know. It's kind of like going to Wendy's and and choosing curly fries or regular fries, you know, just simple stuff like that. It's the merge of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. They took these two and shoved them all together and then shoved them inside the nice little neat package known as the NASA bill. And because of the so-called shell, NASA bill already cleared the House and the Senate. Democrat kickstart debate on the Senate floor. And that's important. Democrats can kickstart the debate on the Senate floor without Republican support. So is what happens with a bill, if it's already passed the, the House and then goes into the Senate, the Senate can then re-look at it and clean it up and then, and then talk about it on the floor. Yeah, that still looks good. We're good to go. So they did that with this bill. They took it from the House as the NASA bill for property and giving money back to NASA. Senate said, yep, that looks good. Well, we're just going to clean it up just a little bit. Cleaning up Hillary Clinton style. Yeah, we're just going to go make sure they're all right. Oh, my God, Jeffrey Epstein's dead. I don't know what happened. That's what they did to this bill. So they, they left the shell, left that NASA name, and then took two bills or two um, acts and shoved them both together and shoved them inside. What did they? What did they do, or try to? Uh, it created. They wanted to turn election day as a national holiday. Allowed same day voter registration because there's no no shady stuff could happen there, right? No, nothing, no shadiness when it comes to the Democrats and voting. It expands early voting and mail-in voting again. What possibly could go wrong with early voting and mail-in? voting when it comes to the democrats and voting and oh and this is the best one it allows more non-photo identifications non-photo you know what's funny is when it comes to voting and elections you've got to have voter id and democrats fight tooth and nail to not have voter id why is that could it be because we have outside interests that might want to come and vote a certain way? Hey, we'll give you 20 bucks if you vote for Joe Biden. Sure. I don't even speak your language. I'll vote I'll vote for Joe Biden. And you here's 20 bucks. Go go do it. That's what would happen. Outside influence. You don't even have to be a, a member of your state to vote for your state governor. You can vote for whatever state governor you want to state election sorry 
I've really broadened that because I hate Jay and Dimsley. I'm going to have your job, partner. And then any person that is in a voting booth can vote for the president of the the United States. That's what Democrats wanted. That's what they were trying to pull. That's the shady shit they were trying to pull. No identification. You've got to have ID to buy beer. You've got to have ID to buy cigarettes. You've got to have ID to get married. You've got to have ID to open a postal box, a P.O. box. You've got to have ID to buy a house. You've got to have ID to buy a car. You've got to have ID to get onto a bus. You've got to have ID to get into a school. You've got to have ID to God knows what else. Write a check. Open a bank account. You've got to have your ID for all of this stuff. You've got to have an ID with your, your poison card that you've got to have your 18 boosters for. Got to have your ID for that, but not to vote. Why? Why is that, Democrats? Why is it? Oh, oh, it's it's racist to ask for ID in a voting booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's easy. Democrats are always easy targets of shooting out that homophobic, the racist, sexist. Why is it? You know, I just, why? Hmm, I don't I don't know. Nothing comes to mind as to why they would not want vo- voter ID. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. Somehow though Joe Biden became the most voted for president in US history. <laughs> Mind blown. I don't I don't know why though. But yet my idea of moving to California gets hated on. Oy oy oy. NASA though they're actually pissed about this, that this happened. Their leaders had come out speaking out against Senate Democrats because this bill was necessary for them to start bringing in money. There's a lot of land that NASA doesn't use that the private sector would really like to get their hands on and utilize. So this was a way for us to give the private sector the land that they need to be able to do what they need to do, but also for NASA to bring in money. They were looking forward to this. Democrats don't care about anything other than their power that they're trying to get voted for, elected upon, blah, blah, blah. That is all they care about. They do not care about the people. They do not care about who's voting for them. They just want to remain in power. That's it. They don't care about NASA. They don't care about their needs. They don't care what they're trying to do. Democrats don't care. They never have until they need you to vote for them. And then, by golly, we care about you. We care about you. Season two. Man, we are off to a start. We're not conspiracy theorists. We're just a spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, I need some new conspiracy theories, though. The ones that I have are have all been proven true. Yeah, maybe most of them. I got a couple that I don't really believe in, that they're just kind of floating out there. I hope that they don't become true. I'll have to write those down. I'll bring those up, but 
We got a lot of lot of lot of talk. My Facebook is quiet. I was making all these posts before bringing awareness, getting shot down. All these liberals, the fact checkers, they know what's going on. They're right. Fact checkers wouldn't lie to you. No, they're just got proven to be democratic opinion people. I think that was that was what was said, and I got called a conspiracy theorist. I don't know what I'm talking about. But then it turned out to be true. I told everybody. Everybody was telling everybody. Well, half of us were telling everybody. This vaccine, it doesn't stop the virus. What data do you have to prove that it stops the virus? What data does it it have to say you're not going to get infected once you get the jab? No, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. The only difference between me and somebody that's vaccinated, I can still catch COVID. I can still give you COVID. I can still go to the hospital with COVID. I can still die from COVID. You can catch COVID. You can give COVID. You can die from COVID. You can go to the hospital with COVID. You're just vaccinated. No, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, proven right again. Proven right again. How about how about Jeslin Maxwell? Epstein Island. The Black Book. You're a conspiracy theorist. No way these Hollywood elites could be doing this. I don't know. Kind of got proven right on that one too. I I don't know. Just a spoiler alert, folks. Just a spoiler alert. Oh, that brings me to my next topic. FEMA. And we're going to talk about a little thing called HSEP, H-S-E-E-P, Homeland Security Exercise Evaluation Program. Kind of looks like sheep if you just glance at it, but it's HSIP. HSIP is through the Homeland Security, which is under the directive of FEMA. I'm sorry, Homeland Security is over FEMA, which then you've got this little little fun little thing until an emergency state comes in and then FEMA takes over Homeland Security as we've talked about before in our shows this provides a set of guiding principles for exercise programs uh, as well as a common approach to exercise program management design and development so basically this is a scenario situation that we go through all of the different outcomes they go through all of the different trials that might come the different characteristics what happens if this happens what happens if this happens if we don't do this it's a war game basically but it's wastes a lot of money but they don't care democrats don't care about wasting your money but the best part about this is it's under fema why is it that everything i've been coming across it all has to do with FEMA. Remember remember the conspiracy theory that I had come up with a few shows ago? It was last, last season, end of November, I believe. Everything that I was researching, FEMA had their hands in. FEMA plays a big part when it comes to declaring an emergency state by the president because that enacts FEMA. And then the president has total control over a lot of things. 
FEMA has control over this scenario exercise. It's kind of different. It's a, it's a good tool because I think our, our government, our leaders, our military, all of that stuff should be practicing things and scenarios so that way if it happens, we're one step ahead. But they've been doing some other shady shit. Their military bases have been practicing without internet. They've been doing exercises without power. Now, yes, well, they're also doing things of guerrilla warfare, but, and that's to, you know, take over a, a regime taking over the government, you know, stuff like that. But they've been practicing that since the 80s of, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh I had 18 things come across my mind right there. Um, so in this scenario, they're, they're, our military is going over practicing without power. And what have, we, what have we talked about? Them shutting off the grids. They've talked about no internet. They've done scenarios where our federal government and our military has to do exercises without the use of internet. So when the power goes out the internet goes out that's when our that's when whatever is going to happen is going to happen that's my conspiracy theory that's my outlook on things i believe they're going to start coming door to door they're going to start rounding up people putting them in concentration camps luckily we have a sheriff and and sheriff ozzy knizovich he will not stand for this number one and I guarantee he will be the loudest one on the street corner telling what's coming because he will not stand for that. I've talked to several deputies that I am very close friends with said, no, the Aussie will never stand for that. So at least we'll have a warning. Okay. So now if we're going to war game it, just like they're doing with everything, how do you get around Aussie? And there's other governor or other sheriffs throughout a lot of states who are in the same mind frame as Aussie is. They're not going to let their their the government attack their people. So how do you get around the sheriff's department? That's kind of what I've been working on, trying to brainstorm, trying to figure out how how do you get around a sheriff that doesn't believe in government takeover of the people. I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I'm working on that, so bear with me. Um, back to HSIP. Um, through the use of HSIP, the community can develop, execute, and evaluate plans, address the preparedness priorities. They inform risk, capability assessment, their findings, corrective actions from the previous events, and external requirements. So they're, they basically... It's, it's like a draft room almost from how I understand it. You take an NFL draft room where you've got 20 different people in a room, 30 different people in a room, and they're all going over these different aspects of, of, a, of a situation. They're handed a playbook, basically. And this is what we need to get out of this. Okay, It's a huge waste of money. So these people take their individual plays, 
and they go over them and they break them down. They do this situation with this one and then they all come together and they throw it together in a training exercise that now we've got to go out into the field and activate. Again, the idea behind it is very intriguing, I think, and it should be very useful to our government to prepare for certain aspects, except for when they're doing it against the American people. The same government, though, which I find ironic, it's the same government that wants to be prepared, wants to be a, a step of the game, a step ahead of the game, bashes its people for being prepared. What do you need to be that for? Are you worried? Are you a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> no, motherfucker. <sighs> but they'll do it. Do what we say, not what we do. Remember, I'm the spoiler alert. The same government that does, that tells you to do what you're told, not what we do, is they're doing all the preparedness. They're doing all the exercises, but they don't want you to. They want you to be a sheep. <laughs> Keep your head in the sand, right? Don't worry about it. The government's here to help. President Reagan himself said the nine scariest words are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I don't know what, what is scarier than this government that we have now. But they're, and they're not even hiding behind what they're doing. They tell you what their agenda is. They tell, they come out flat, tell you, and then they, no, you're, I didn't say that. But is the media there to hold them, hold their feet to the fire on anything that they do? No, not at all. My advice to you, stock up on your water, stock up on your canned foods, stock up on non-perishable stuff, because we will be living without power. When it happens, I don't know. But everything that our military and our government has been practicing for has happened. Why? The other thing that kind of goes along with all of this, and I believe it must be in my notes. I, I think I skipped over it. The concrete wall that's in front of the White House. Why do you think there's a concrete wall going up in front of our White House? And it's a thick wall too. Why? Why are we building a wall just out of nowhere? We can't have a wall at the border, but we can have a wall in front of the White House. To go along with the White House, why is it always dark at night in the White House? Why is Joe Biden always doing his press conferences from the Oval Office <coughs> in a fake studio that we know is fake, that they come out, oh, yeah, you know, they have planes flying over this fake studio, which means that they're nowhere near the White House. The White House is a no-fly zone, but yet planes go over the top of the studio, so you know what their radius is. If they're not if they're not at the White House, you know what the radius is because there's no it's a no fly zone. How do we have our our leaders in a no fly zone or out of the no fly zone? You think it's going to be that hard for any terrorist to figure out where they're at? Goodness, freaking gracious! Or maybe we're using the 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 sewer system underneath or the walkway system underneath to get them to the fake White House. Maybe that's what it is. But what's with the concrete wall? If anybody knows, please 
send a message to the studio through the Facebook page. Call the studio, 313-799-2231. Send me an email, extralambo at gmail.com. Any idea what that concrete wall is for? I'd love to know what your conspiracy theory is. I don't know. Military training, no power, no internet, concrete walls going up. <laughs> you would think we were living in Looney Tuneville. Something is going on. Something is happening. And when it happens, I hope you're prepared. My advice to you, let me go back to that. My advice to you, stock up on water, stock up on your canned foods, stock up on non-perishable stuff because when we go out of power, your refrigerator isn't going to be working, your freezers aren't going to be working, and everything that you have in those will go bad. Depending on what time of year it is, it's going to go bad a little bit faster than the other. But stock up on your canned stuff. Stock up on your water However it is you want to do it, the water bottles, your water filtration, have your go bags ready. Just like my buddy Barrett Riles, his go bag isn't to leave. His go bag is to get in. You might be on the interstate 20 miles from home. EMP blast. They shut the roads down. And you don't have any way to get home. Have your go bags with you when you travel, folks. What do we got coming up? Um, I've got some shows written down on the, the board on the wall. I am going to dive into agenda 21, agenda 2030, agenda 21 kind of got some heat onto it. So it got moved to agenda 30. Um, I'm, I'm diving into that. I want to look at operation, uh, paperclip project Veritas. What exactly is going on in these military trainings? Because if they're doing it, we need to know about it so that way we're prepared ourselves. That's how that works. Operation Paperclip. That one's going to be an interesting one. The Agenda 2030. Project Veritas. Those two might scare me just a little bit. But we've got those coming up. Ah. Go to the show, hit that follow button, hit that notification symbol that allows you to, when I post the show, it brings it up top of your phone. This has been a little extra Lambo. I am your host, El Lambo, Kevin Lammerding. This is season two. Again, we are no longer conspiracy theorists. We are the spoiler alert. This has been a little extra Lambo. Peace. Peace.